You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. sound as good as Phil Lesh. All right, for this episode, we'll be talking about The Grateful Dead, American Beauty. In the room, I have Rob. Yes. And Ben. Affirmative. American Beauty is the fifth studio album by the rock band The Grateful Dead, released on November 1st, 1970, and it uh, on Warner Brothers Records. The producer is The Grateful Dead and Steve Barncard. The genre is folk rock and country rock. And from All Music Review, Fred Thomas... With 1970's Working Man's Dead, The Grateful Dead went through an overnight metamorphosis, turning abruptly from tripped-out freeform rock towards sublime acoustic folk and Americana. Taking notes on vocal harmonies from friends Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, The Dead used the softer statements on their fourth studio album as a subtle but moving reflection on the turmoil, heaviness, and hope America's youth was facing as the idealistic 60s ended. American Beauty was recorded just a few months after its predecessor, both expanding and improving on the bluegrass, folk, and psychedelic country explorations of Working Man's Dead, with some of the band's most brilliant compositions. The songs here have a noticeably more relaxed and joyous feel. The band members found the summit of their collaborative powers here with lyricist Robert Hunter penning some of his most poetic work. Jerry Garcia focusing more on gliding pedal steel than his regular electric lead guitar work, and the standout lead vocal performances coming from each in the group. American Beauty eventually spawned the band's highest charting single, Truckin', the greasy blues rock tribute to nomadic counterculture, but it also contains some of their most spiritual and open-hearted sentiments ever. While the dead eventually amassed a following so devoted that following the band from city to city became the center of many people's lives, the majority of the band's magic came in the boundless heights it reached in its live sets, but rarely managed to capture in the studio setting. American Beauty is a categorical exception to this, offering a look at the dead transcending their own exploratory heights and making some of their most powerful music by examining their most gentle and restrained impulses. 
It's easily the masterwork of their studio output and a strong contender for the best music the band ever made, even including the countless hours of live shows captured on tape in the decades that followed. All right, what did we think of American Beauty? I didn't hate everything (laughs) that happened on it, but I don't think I liked a whole song all the way through. Okay. Um, And I, I don't... I don't know what to do. I, I I've list, This is uh, now that we're listening to it again. This is going to be my fifth time burning through this. Um, That's impressive. That's a good. Method. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I know that there's something that people get out of this band that I just have not. So I tried my best to like try to find it. And I, what what I oh, sorry. I could tell you what people get out of the band. One is they get an experience by seeing the band live. The band live is is their thing. I mean, you go to the show, it's being within a community of, of other people. The second thing is, all these songs are, they're kind of pop-driven songs. I mean, they're very comfortable songs. So if Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Young, either either or of, of those iterations, if they had continued on and were had like a following and continued to play, like, amassing this crowd i feel like they would have had a similar sort of outlook on this it's it's comfortable music that feels right because it's sort of this americana country bluegrass that a a lot of people had grown up with and so this album i think represents that sort of culmination of they're not great singers they're not you know they might uh, skip here and there or the bass might come in a little off or something like that they're all players but at the same time it just feels like a very comfortable band sort of like the band the bob dylan's backing band yeah but the yeah. band was good good yeah um yeah and and i'm sorry for interrupting no, but everything that you just described sounds like what we're going to be doing at my bachelor party when we go to the gathering <laughs> of the juggalos and it's we're, we're, and we're, we're going to be surrounded by this community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're it, it, it's it, there's going to be a lot of uh just you know I don't know, uh, like family, family. Mm-hmm. I guess is 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 what we're looking at, and I'm sorry for for plugging that. But at the end of the day, no. Um, so uh, let's start with box Are you of brains. Plug, since... Plugging your own bachelor party. Yes, I am. <laughs> Everyone's invited. <laughs> Gavin Juggalos, Friday nights. Um, no, the um, the first song, box of rain. Right. Pretty. It's, it's a pretty. it's a pretty song, and then. <laughs> Lyrically, it's just a giant run-on sentence until like they get to the point where they're actually like, "Oh, the titular line, box of rain," and it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But and also like uh, with the um, with with how the chords like mesh together, it also seems like a run-on sentence. Like it, it's just all right. This is when we're gonna do this thing, and a, a lot of times in the, in. In the album itself, like, the chord changes, I can see a person being like, look, I'm being clever. And it's like, you're not being clever. It's, <laughs> you're you're adding a thing for the for the benefit of addition as opposed to just writing a the, the country pop song that it should have been. Box of Rain, I think, is the only song that Phil Lesh sings lead on, right? Yeah, and later when... Uh, you know, people were at the shows, they would say, let Phil sing, let Phil sing. And that meant play Play box Box of rain. Rain. Yeah. Uh, Because it was his uh, song composed for his 
dying father. Uh, but he didn't write the story. lyrics, though, right? He didn't. That was Robert Hunter, who uh-huh. I feel like is, you know, he he deserves a lot of the accolades that the dead have received. And because he's got of, a cool job. Just drop acid and write <laughs> lyrics and don't go on tour. <laughs> yeah, don't go on tour and write write sort of lyrics. And what you were saying before about the sort of run-on sen- sentences, I've always felt like... Uh, within like a song like Box of Rain, Ripple, uh, Broken Down Palace, like his his words within the are what I find uh, more engaging than yeah than the a lot of the music is is just sort of like and you know they don't always have to mean something. I mean not all lyrics have to have to have a strict meaning or not just be a sort of like poetic statement. But I, I do get what you're saying yeah, it, within it, it. It and again, I, I it feels I, it feels like the looseness comes unraveled a bit with within having also not having a structure to the lyrics and not having a a strict sort of structure within each like chord progression. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked when I I I, I kind of liked all of uh, uh, the Jerry Garcia singing about being a friend of the devel until then he's talking about uh, what a twenty dollar bill disappearing in the air or some shit or a five dollar bill or <laughs> I don't know what dollar bill it was, but I I, I like the concept of friend of a devil's a friend of mine. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like country dead more than I like roly poly dead. Yeah, by leaps and bounds. But I like other bands doing this country sound more than I like Grateful Dead doing this country sound, also kind of by leaps and bounds. If I have to be listening to the Grateful Dead, I would prefer it to be country rock Americana Grateful Dead. But if I'm going to be listening to country rock Americana, there's dozens of bands that I would want to hear doing it before I want to hear the Grateful Dead doing it. Yeah. It's kind of where I'm coming from. I, I found it that. interesting that the Grateful Dead did this. I, I didn't realize. Like, aside from Ripple, I think that was the only song that I, I, I knew of. Hmm. Um, so, Candyman, guys. Uh, what, what, what'd you think about that track? That is one of the weakest tracks, I feel like. I actually think Truckin' is also... Uh, it's strange because I feel like the songs I gravitate towards, Ripple, Broken Down Palace, Friend of the Devil, Box of Rain... I thought are, Broken Down Palace was really cool, actually. Are, are the songs that I, I feel like don't get the as much play as the other songs, like Sugar Magnolia, Truckin', um, even Candyman, I think a lot of people cite as like being a great song. I just don't... I don't find those songs as engaging and maybe it's just the time you know having this sort of like hindsight looking back on those songs but i just they feel a bit like like they couldn't they didn't work somehow somehow the production or however they compose it just didn't work for me in trucking i get why it's such a popular song i mean it's basically them their life what they're doing on the road going from city city and i understand why it's so popular but at the same time when you kind of sit down and analyze a a bit it it kind of falls apart within saying oh wait no there's like plenty of other bands that were around this time doing the same thing and they didn't you know it worked for them Who should have to come up soon for air? 
Sweet blossom, come on under the willow. We can have high times if you look back. We can discover the wonders of nature. Rolling in the rushes down by the riverside. She's got everything we like for. She's got everything I need. Takes the wheel when I'm seeing double. Right, so yeah, when I was uh, when I was a kid, I was on a family vacation. We were staying at one of those Holiday Inns that had the Holodome up top with the video games and the putt putt golf, yeah, nice, and and like a jukebox and stuff. I was probably like eleven or twelve, and I was up there hanging out. My, my the rest of my family was down because I was I was old enough to be hanging out by myself in the Holodome. But there's this group of kids my age, uh, boys and girls, and they seemed cool, and the girls seemed like cute. And I kind of, I wanted to make their acquaintance. So I went up to the jukebox and I figured I'd put on, i put on some cool music. And I was familiar with the name, The Grateful Dead. Name, I knew they were counterculture and I knew they had a really cool logo, like a skull with a lightning bolt going through it. And I, I saw that they were on the jukebox. So I figured, you know, two birds with one stone, I'd finally hear what this band sounds like and I'll get to play some cool music for these kids. And they had offered a few songs and I was like, Man, trucking, that sounds cool. You know, like, I like trucks. Trucks are badass. And I was, what I was expecting to hear was probably like something off of like Deep Purple and Rock. <laughs> you know? And what I heard was Grateful Dead goofy anthem to travel. You know, like, trucking. Yeah. Gonna ride some trucks and trucking. <laughs> and then I ride the trucks to Indianapolis. And and and, and, and and people noticed the kids. Yeah, they looked over like, "Who's playing this goofy ass hippie song that probably my aunt, my aunt likes?" And I never made friends with those kids. <laughs> and I still don't like the song trucking. What What specifically is it? The because we've been doing a couple of these albums that I feel like you guys have kind of identified a little bit more with, like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and maybe even the band. I know it's a, a bit of a stretch with a, a little bit different, but. What is it specifically about the the dead? Is it the singing? It's not, or it, is it just the sort of like relaxed attitude? I know you like country and bluegrass, honky tonk, that but kind of stuff. You know, but. one of like the things I like about country and honky tonk is the killer rhythm section, yeah. which the dead is lacking. They've got two drummers and they use neither of them. Like find the track that proves me wrong. Yeah, it, it, it's just not it, it's not tightened down enough for me. Um, and and uh, like I was saying before, like tossing in a uh, an odd minor chord for the benefit of throwing a, a wrench in the uh, the basic works of, of it, it wasn't adding to the, uh, the the experience. It was just man, you guys keep putting shit in places where it doesn't belong, and I'm not I I, I don't smoke weed, so I I don't even know if this sounds good high. It doesn't. <laughs> uh i can say you know i do appreciate like some of the slide work some of the pedal steel is pretty cool yeah i mean i like some of the instrumentation and some of the construction like david uh well, Gr- Grisman, right uh this is candy man yeah he's doing that slide work it's, it's a nice yeah. slide solo it's yeah. good yeah. it's good uh and david Grisman, the the uh mandolin player mm. he has a great you know on ripple that that mandolin, like you can almost picture like the the sort of like ripples that come out with his Ripple? uh his uh <laughs> strumming of it. 
Does he not say it like that? No, he doesn't. Song? That is that is <laughs> no, but it works, though. It works. <laughs> How does he say it in the song? Candyman. <laughs> uh, so I think I've mentioned before, like both my brothers are kind of deadheads. One more, definitely more than the other one. Um, so I've I've grew, grown up around the the Grateful Dead, and until I, you know got into what I would consider cooler music with like Clash and Metallica and all that other stuff. It it kind of made sense within I, I just feel I keep coming back to it. It's like a poncho. It's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is a very comfortable music. Do you have Stockholm syndrome because of your brothers no, no. involving the Grateful Dead? Grateful Dead might be the poncho of rock bands. I think they are. It's the stinky poncho <laughs> of rock bands. <laughs> <laughs> smells so bad. It does, but at the Who same needs time, a tent when you've got a poncho, <laughs> you throw it on, and it's like one of those wool ones that that are made in like South America that are what really are comfortable. I knew poncho. a few different words from. Are they so, all terrible? Yeah. Okay. Well, no. One of the the lesser terrible ones, a uh, 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 drug rug. Okay. Yes. A drug rug. You can buy those at truck stops. Huh. Trucking. Yeah. The old drug rug. Trucking. Yeah. Trucking. There you go. Uh, this album's fine. It's fine. Like it doesn't offend my ears, but if I'm asked to critique it, yeah, it's you know, I think it's one of those things where, and I'm sure someone who's listening to the podcast is going to be like, "What? How could you possibly?" But like listening through non-fan ears, it is very, it's a, a very different experience than than trying to, you know, trying to sit down and kind of uh, yeah. critique and go through I mean, everything. I'd, I'd I do think that this is... Burrito Brothers. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm not saying that they don't have their kind of own voice within this uh, within this album, but it, it is not not as... I think it's always been put on a shelf yeah. high above, and people are pointed this, and especially if you're not a fan of The Grateful Dead, people will point to this and be like, but American Beauty, you know, like... This is like the pinnacle. This is like a great album or something like that. And I feel like it's a fine, like you were it's saying, fine. it's a fine. Yeah it's, yeah, it's totally fine. Totally fine, but it doesn't, it's not like that thing where it's the be all end all. And I think the Grateful Dead realized that as well. I mean, Jerry, I think, always said, like, we're not our albums. Like, that's the band is this thing, is the concept, is the, is the, we're, almost nomads traveling, doing shows, having a live experience, having, you know, life experiences. And these are like products of just like what we yeah. have to and do. And I, I like that concept. I, yeah. I really do. But yeah. like sitting down with this record, like, like I don't mind being challenged, but this didn't challenge me. It just kind of irked me. <laughs> it, it was because it was almost a thing that I enjoyed but because of decisions that they made, because they are the Grateful Dead, I I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, which you know, I'm I, I'm not gonna tell anyone how to art. <laughs> That's a ridiculous notion. But uh, yeah, I, there there was just enough things that were happening that I I I can't I can't I can't get behind it, and it sucks. Like, I, I really thought that American Beauty was going to be like the, oh, man, okay, I kind of get what the dead's about. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm like, yeah, I get what the dead's about. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, no, no, that's, that's better because I feel like, you know, we might seem so jaded within, you know, we're very big rock fans or whatever. At least we gave 
at least you experience it and you're like, you know, I, I understand it a lot more now. And now I can make a decision being not a fan of the album. I think that's this project is like really bringing that home for me to say, you know what? I did all the research. I listened to it five times, you know, like I did my due diligence to try and understand everything that's happening within it. Just like, like bitches brew or something like that. I want to understand what's, what it happened. What's the background? How did this come to be? And now I'm not into it. I've still never so, listened yeah. to Working Man's Dead. Do it, like, do I need to? Is that where Touch of Grey's on? Because I think that's on I, Rips. Yeah, I, Touch of Grey's a, I a think good song. For... How many years until we get to Touch of Grey? <laughs> a long time. That's a comeback for them. <laughs> Shit. 80s, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, there was a music video. They were all skeletons. Yeah. yeah. That was a very popular uh, song and video. Yeah, and... and isn't it, it also the name of a brand of goatee dye? <laughs> yeah, uh, probably because of the dead, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's also something that's like Terrapin Station. It's I mean, so there's weird, so many. Weird. <laughs> Your his, stash his, is his trash. <laughs> song yeah yeah that, that's a yeah. that's a pretty song yeah sugar magnolia i wanted to mention is the dead's second most played song in concert of their career with 596 performances it was not my second most played song of this album trailing only by me and my uncle the crazy thing too is when i think when i think about all the deadheads and some people are you know they want to be bra- bragging about how many shows they've seen or what show that all that stuff and i'm thinking to myself okay you've seen let's just say a hundred dead shows it's unbelievable to think that the members of the grateful dead have been to every single grateful <laughs> dead show how many They're shows the real MVPs. they are cr- that is crazy to think how many shows they've performed and and been a part of that's like, insane guys what what episode is this 180, yeah. something like that. Yeah, we're 180 in, and I can't stand any of you. How can they continue <laughs> doing this for as long as they did? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> After touring in a band together for years, and then being roommates for years, it's the podcast that makes me <laughs> get fucked with my like, Steins you no more! No. Uh, um, I, will, I will say again, great album cover. Oh, man. The Dead have some really cool, iconic artwork. Uh, all right, how do you feel about this, Rob? Um, yeah, Go for I, it. I, I'm neutral. Like, I, oh, okay. No, it, th- there's, no, there's nothing about this that is necessarily bad. Okay. I don't think it was a waste of time listening to it. I just, it. It's just drilled more into me how much 
it's not my cup of tea, yeah. but it's not like it, it doesn't offend me. It, it just, okay. it, it, I, yeah, the, the the dead can have their their American beauty. There's a couple good songs on it, and it it, it does have historic something. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Ben? It's fine. It's neutral. Yeah, are we all on the kind of same yeah, page? It's, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I'm on the neutral. I think I like it a little more than you guys probably. Well, you do um, have Stockholm syndrome. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> repressed memories. Um, for for some of those songs that aren't great, uh, I can kind of overlook a, a bit of those. I mean, for the for the good songs, I kind of like too that they're not you know kind of classically trained singers they're they're trying to do the crosby stills nash thing but they're not were crosby stills and nash classically trained singers? no no i'm no, just saying just like better they're better singers yeah yeah, yeah. sorry sorry yes. they it's a bit rough around the edges but i think that has a bit of appeal within how it's recorded how it's presented as being a bit of a you know since you brought up the vocals so crosby stills nash and or young uh, you know, when they sing together, their voices, like we mentioned before, meshes almost like, like a blood harmony type thing. It sounds like one thick voice as, uh, as opposed to like when the band is doing harmony where it's like three or four unique voices that are happening where you can, you can pick out the different personalities of a harmony. And it's like the Grateful Dead are achieving neither really because like their harmonies they don't sound close enough to be like a tight blood harmony but they're all also kind of singing in the same kind of singing style that's true so yeah. it, it so it also doesn't have that kind of band effect where it just has like like the motley jumble of like of different kinds of singing voices and timbres going on like that and i i like both i like the like the band effect and i like the crosby stills nash effect and it's just like the Grateful Dead's kind of like not really doing. They're falling in the middle and thus doing neither. Huh. You know? Okay. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Nick Drake, brighter later. All right. Thanks, y'all. It's a handmade